The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. News when you need it. Fun when you want it. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad. Well, as we've been talking about for the last few days, uh, Hurricane Florence has been our uh, lead story in the news. The leading edge of the uh, Hurricane Florence reached North Carolina this morning with tropical storm force winds. Forecasters now predicting that the uh, Category 2 storm will likely bring days of rain totaling one meter or more and a storm surge of more than 3.6 meters near the center of the storm. With the very latest, we're joined once again by Global Nationals Reggie Cicchini in Wilmington, North North Carolina. Hi, Reggie. Good afternoon. How are things there today? Uh, so they are slowly starting to deteriorate just within the last hour or so. Uh, the clouds, they continued, but we're starting to actually see some rain bands push in now. Much more intense out on the coast right now, but a little more inland in Wilmington. We're just starting to see the first bits of rain come through. So we should probably clear this up for our listeners. When the storm was downgraded, and I almost don't want to use the word, to a Category 2, uh, how they categorize hurricanes really has to do with the speed of the winds, uh, the knots that it's traveling. Traveling. There's some other factors, so it's, it's kind of a parameter, right? But it doesn't make it any less dangerous than it was yesterday when we spoke. Absolutely. So the, the storm right now being a Category 2, maximum sustained winds, if you're talking about in miles per hour, right now 105 miles per hour. A Category 3 storm would be 111 miles mm-hmm. per hour. So you're talking about peanuts in the average uh, you know, wind speed looking at this storm. When it does make its way on shore, it's going to have rainfall in the Category 4 and 5 status, as well as a storm surge that could match Category 4 and 5 status. So while the winds are one thing, the water really is the thing to watch for. I can't get over the size of this storm storm. They're talking what a 645 kilometers wide. It's just massive, Reggie. Absolutely. So this storm system, I mean, if you want to talk about it in Ontario terms, it's the size of Toronto. If you want to talk about it in West Coast terms, it's the size of driving basically from Los Angeles to San Francisco. This is a huge storm. Its windshield goes hundreds and hundreds of kilometers out from the center of this. So while the eye might still be a couple of hundred kilometers off the coast, mm-hmm. winds are starting to be felt all the way into the Outer Banks and inland sections. Hmm. So how much of this then becomes preparing for the storm and how much of this uh, becomes preparing for the aftermath of the storm, having the people in place to support whatever damage or injuries take place. Well, preparing for the storm, uh, the clock has basically run out on that. I mean, gas stations are almost out. Uh, grocery stores are almost out. If you haven't evacuated by this point, you are pretty much out of luck because the storm is basically on the doorstep. Now it's time for kind of looking to what happens when the storm is here and when the storm leaves. If we're expecting, you know, meters and meters of rain to be piling up through many parts of the coastal areas and into the inland sections, that's things to look for. And then we have FEMA and the federal government who will come in afterwards to help out with the restoration efforts, which is going to take weeks. Hmm, All righty. Reggie Giacchini joining us uh, this afternoon from Wilmington, North Carolina. Reggie, stay safe. Thanks for the update. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Okay, take care now. 237. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. Uh, honestly, like many, I'm sure, I woke up this morning and heard the news that it had been downgraded to a Category 2. And you're like, oh. I thought, oh, good, good, yeah, good. Yeah. So I kind of looked it up to yeah. see, all right, so what are the categories? And it, it is based on... Um, 
uh, the wins, as uh, Reggie just explained. Uh, but basically, in a nutshell, here it is. A Category 1 storm is very dangerous winds that will produce some damage. A Category 2, which it is right now, extremely dangerous winds that will cause extensive mm-hmm. damage. It says specifically... Uh, the intensity of the winds often damage roofing materials, inflict damage upon poorly constructed doors and windows. Uh, signs and piers can receive considerable damage. Many trees will be uprooted or snapped. Mobile homes, whether anchored or not, are typically damaged and sometimes destroyed. Um, many manufactured homes also suffer structural damage. Small uh, watercraft and unprotected <laughs> anchorages will break their moorings. Extensive to near total power outages and scattered loss of portable water are likely possible in and last many, many days. Mm -hmm. So that's what they're looking at. And then category three, which it was, is devastating damage. Category four and five speak of catastrophic damage. But it's still category two is no walk in the park. It's a big storm and a, yeah. and a dangerous one. Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, we'll watch that one carefully over the next couple of days and keep you updated right here on 630 Chad. Well, there you go. Where would you like to go now? I had this one. I know it's going to open a big can of worms. <laughs> Bring it on. All right. It's it's a study. Now, this was a study done by AAA, so, you know, the equivalent, the American equivalent of CAA or AMA, about traffic safety. And it was done specifically looking at New Jersey. They just used New Jersey as a sample. So these results are not only for those individuals who live in New Jersey, but it was just using New Jersey as a sample. And what they found... Um, Aged eight, uh, 65 years or older, uh, there was uh, 1.1 million people in New Jersey, 1.1 million people in New Jersey who were aged 65 years or older and had a driver's license. And so that's an increase of 100,000 from back in 2012. So aging population, more people holding on to their cars and a driver's license. So that's just one statistic. Then they found that in 2016, over 47,000 of those drivers were involved in crashes in New Jersey, including over 100 fatal crashes and 10,000 injury crashes. Now, in that demographic, that's much higher than any other age demographic. Mm -hmm. So you draw your own conclusions, Mm -hmm. but those are just the stats, right? So the question becomes when... Several questions. One is, When should those over 65 be retested or should they be retested? Should there be different rules for people over 65, given that there's an anomaly to the statistics in terms of how many people over 65, at least in this sample, are involved in or cause accidents? And then the other is, when do you have that conversation? Well, I think that's the big one right there, because in Alberta, there are, you know, specified uh, rules, you know, when it comes to certain ages, when you have to retest that sort of thing. I think the conversation about... About seniors driving, and I know it can get very heated. Yes, it can. Six thirty, six thirty. Let's remember, I'm five years from this age. Yeah, Um, in in Alberta, though. are you required to have a medical test or a road test for a certain age? Yes. For license renewals, class 5, 6, or 7, a medical report signed by your physician is required at 75, 80, and every two years after 80. Okay, so that, that's Alberta. Right, and there's been problems with that in the province of Alberta when it comes to any kind of competency testing for seniors. And one of the issues, one of the challenges has been that many of them are computerized. And so while... 
an individual might still be a great driver. Might My mom, not. for example, never no. opened a computer in her, no. never turned on a computer in her life. So she might not have scored well on that yeah. test, just given her computer yeah. illiteracy. I think it, it's one of those tricky ones, and I know we've certainly we've had this one in our family when it comes to um, when it comes to driving. My father-in-law finally pulled the pin on his driving himself. One day he turned and just said, I'm not driving anymore. Here are my keys. And, and never- was it caused by anything? Yeah, his eyesight was was deteriorating. He didn't have an accident, anything, have an accident no. anything like that, but his eyesight was was deteriorating. He had uh, macular de- degeneration. Knew that he shouldn't be driving anymore, and just he was the one to pull the pin. And um, you know, on the on the other hand, um, even you know, my mom in law wanted to keep driving, wanted to keep driving, and uh, we ended up having to have some conversations with her. And it's and it's a difficult one because. You want to know, you want them to lo- know that, you know, you're, you're doing this not to limit their freedoms or anything like that, but really for the safety of them and safety for everybody else on the road. But when you have that, when you, when someone feels that you're taking their license yes. away or taking their keys away, that's exactly what it feels like. And that is not anecdotal. That actually, I can back up with statistics as well. Listen to this. In the same study, the uh, authors of the study said uh, that there is an importance of mobility regarding, mm-hmm. regarding age, noting that past research found older adults who stop driving are two times more likely to suffer depression mm-hmm. and are five times more likely to enter a long-term care facility compared to those who maintain driving. Well, when you think about it, when when you're able to get out of the house, when you're able to um, you get over to the grocery store on your own and, and do those sorts of things, it's, um, you know, getting out of the house is an important thing. But again, you have to be able to get from point A to point B safely. Just because you want some independence doesn't mean, in my opinion, that um, if, if your driving skills are failing, if your eyesight is failing, if your reaction time is failing, just because you want the independence doesn't mean you should have a license right so the challenge becomes this so who should be telling the person just the individuals who are 65 years and older and are not good drivers so who should be telling them to stop driving because could it be the province in terms of mm. testing i think um, it comes down to family members well, i think it's a conversation you have option, with family members right so here's the problem either the province has to legislate it and regulate it or the individual has to come to terms themselves mm-hmm. Or family members and friends have to make that decision or have that conversation with the person. But clearly, based on the statistics in New Jersey, that's not happening or it's not working. But here in the province, we Mm -hmm. do have some things in place that are saying at these ages you have to pass certain things. And again, as you mentioned, the computer issue uh, is is and would be uh, a big one. Some people just don't do well on tests. Yeah, and and that's true. I mean, you get you in a car, but if you're, we all had to go through driver's tests. My dad is, what, 75 years old, still drives from Northern Ontario to Florida every darn year and back, and he loves it. And I'm not trying to be argumentative here. I can't imagine what it would be like like when he decides, but he will be the one to say, I'm not driving anymore. So here's the problem I have with it. And I'm, I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate here, maybe because I'm 60 almost. But here's the problem. If I were to take a 25-year-old, a 35-year-old, a 45-year-old, a 55-year-old, and a 65-year-old and test them all, mm-hmm. I bet you just as yeah. many 25, 35, 45, 55s would fail that yeah, test. Yeah, I think, though, what... So it becomes discriminatory then well, against 65 Well, and I know some w- would say that, in again, in the province is 70 years old. Let's make sure that yep. that's clear. Um, is, is this, is that there are, I think, more 
physical ailments, like being a good driver or a bad driver mm-hmm. is one thing, but when it starts to having physical ailments that can uh, impede your driving abilities, then, then that's a big so issue. So then that becomes and the fourth, right? So it was, it was yourself, your family, your province, or your doctor. Mm-hmm. So that becomes a fourth way. Yeah. I, you know, and again, you're right. There's crappy drivers. First, you know, 16 year old crappy drivers, 20 year old crappy drivers. There's crappy drivers all the way through. My my worry is is like when you are. And again, it can happen when you're 40 years old. Mm -hmm. When you're too scared to put the pedal down to go 80 kilometers an hour, um, is that because you're 70 years old or is it because you're a poor driver? Exactly. Or is it because you can't see what's ahead of you? You're nervous doing that? Or... Um, you know, your glass, your your eyesight's failing. What is it? Regardless, exactly. Regardless of your age, would you feel confident to go drive your test again this afternoon? And I, my, I would suggest that if you're being honest, most people would say no. I think most of us think we're good drivers and most of us think we know all the rules mm-hmm. of the road. But the idea of driving a test this afternoon with an instructor, uh, you know, I, I well, pride you. myself on being a good driver. I'm like, oh, I hope I don't make three stupid mistakes think about it if you get your license at 16 you don't have to you don't have to retest till you're 70 right it's a long time so it becomes i would imagine for those 65 or older a feeling of discrimination then that so just because of age and not Mm -hmm. medical reasons or any other reasons just because of age at 70 i now need to be retested is there anything in there that says and i think there probably would be um maybe not that report but other reports though that things start to happen at certain ages maybe at 70 there is. where I've seen other you reports, know respo- yeah. response yep. uh, reaction time so those things i think are important and things that need to be really looked at and not dismissed they are but they're averages right that's the thing so on average yes response time or cognitive ability or other factors it's not in this study but i've done it in other i've done this topic in other studies so yeah on average, those things start to reduce they, with mm-hmm. age, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean every driver of that age, mm-hmm. y- you know, suffers those problems. I don't know, it's a, it's a tough one, and you know, honestly, I know the conversation was meant to be about when do you talk to your family, but it's it's one of those issues that seems simple until you start getting into it, and then you go, okay, what's the fairest thing to do? You know, and again, this study just came out, and again, it was New Jersey, but basically, those statistics were so skewed that you mm-hmm. have to take notice that mm-hmm. there's a lot of accidents 10,000 yeah. injury accidents 100 fatal crashes well above any other age limit although mind you 65 up is a whole big sample as opposed to you know 25 well, to 35 35 to 45 you need to think of how many people are moving into that age group right now exactly we're going to have to what's deal with on the it. road yep yeah. Well, we've been talking about a study that was down in uh, New Jersey. It looked at uh, those individuals 65 years and over um, who maintain driver's licenses, and the statistics indicated that an unusual, disproportionate amount mm-hmm. um, had uh, or were involved in either fatal crashes or injury crashes. And we were asking the question, how do you handle an aging population when it comes to your driver's license? And you've certainly engaged with us on the texting line at 630, 630. I just want to, you know, someone had texted and I had read this uh, at least once wrong, but it, from Alberta Transportation, am I required to have a medical test or a road test at a certain age? Yes. For license renewals, classes five, six, or seven, a medical report signed by your physician is required at 75 
80 years and every two years after 80. I think okay. I threw 70 in there once, but no, yep. 75. All right, this text. I talked to my dad the other day, and oh, it scares yeah. the crap out of me yeah. that he, at 89, is still driving. But what really worries me is the amount of seniors driving that are pulling a 40-foot trailer yeah. as well. Uh, there's a big difference, says this texture, between somebody who is 66 and someone who is 82. So and I guess that 65 de- demo doesn't really work. But it depends. You know, also, you look at the, the individual, too. I know some really, really active yep. 85-year-olds. <laughs> I know. My preference would be that that you're retested as a result of something. Like you, you've gotten too many speeding tickets or you've... Uh, been pulled over by police or mm-hmm. you, your doctor says you need, you, I feel like it should be triggered by something as opposed to mandatory. That's just my feeling on it. Uh, quickly, we'll get to Ian on the phone here. Hi, Ian. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, just a couple, two quick things. Sure. Uh, number one is that uh, I can relate to all of this because I've been working in ophthalmology mm. for 20-plus uh, uh, years. And uh, it's heartbreaking to have to tell somebody in their uh, as early as their 50s, but 60s and 70s, that, you know what, you're done. You can't drive anymore, right? Because you just don't meet the standards. And then it happened to me. I'm in my late 40s, mm. and um, I uh, was diagnosed with a brain tumor and having seizures and things like that. And so I was told by my neurologist that, well, Sorry, dude, but uh, you're not allowed to drive anymore. You're not even allowed to work anymore, and it just totally shifts your uh, your uh, uh, thought well, your pattern. Whole life, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it doesn't age isn't necessarily uh, uh, the correlation. And oh, and I guess one small thing is that uh, I grew up in New Jersey, and uh, you know what? They're actually pretty normal people. I'm sure they are. Oh, thanks for the phone call, Ian. Appreciate it. Yeah, some more text coming in. Says, I'm a a driving instructor, and to obtain your instructor license, I had to do a three-hour road test, and it opens your eyes that you're not as good of a drive as you think you are. I'm sure that's true. And this, as a commercial pilot under the age of 40, medical is required every two years, over the age of 40, every six months. And as soon as you don't pass your medical, your license is automatically invalid. Sebastian says, uh, between my commute and my couriering job, I see drivers of all ages and abilities. I think every 10 years, every driver should have to take a driver's test. Also, get your license. I think a more extensive real-life driving test is needed, as I don't know how some of these people are continuing to pass. I agree. Many of you, and I'll just summarize and say a lot of you are suggesting that testing should be done annually or suggesting that testing should be done when you renew your license. The problem becomes the ability of the province to actually uh, take care of that, right? I, I know the province is looking at taking back control of testing, to address the problems that you're also talking about, which yeah. is there's a lot of people shouldn't have licenses. And if that happens, and even if it doesn't, there just isn't the capacity to test all these people on an annual basis. And then there's just the inconvenience of it. I mean, you know, I don't want to go testing every year. You had asked someone, you'd asked Chedville whether or not they'd uh, pass or not as we go to break here. Um, this one says, I really do think everyone should be required to do a driving test every 10 years. Safety is important. And says, P.S., I wouldn't pass. <laughs> there it is. Thanks for your honesty. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.